Hello and welcome to Adam for Baseball. I'm your host, Adam. Uh, it's week seven, finishing up here the fantasy season of 2023. Um, tonight's game is um, Guardians versus the Mets. And Verlander's pitching for the Mets and Bieber for the Guardians. And it's a good matchup so far. Uh, Verlander did give up a home run to Jose Ramirez. But I'm not going to harp on Verlander too much. Jose is so good. Ultimately, matchup proof type player, right? He's he's a special player. Um, last week we had that short episode. Um, kind of tried something different. Um, ultimately, a big part of it had to do with just time constraints as well, under the weather, stuff like that. So I did want to kind of get out of a. Um, potential rut that I felt I was in. Um, but yeah, we got a few things to talk about. I do want to follow up from that. I did look at two players last week, and I would like to touch on those players today. So we're going to start out with that right away. That's not going to be what this episode's about, but we are just going to check in, right? So this is what you do. When you're looking at players, you check in, you make sure you're keeping an eye on the thing that you're talking about, right? The thing that you're looking at, know what's happening. And so first, we're going to talk about Braxton Garrett. He's a pit, starting pitcher for the Miami Marlins. Um, last He had had, I think, two starts last week. So he, yeah, because he had a Sunday start. Yep. So he only had one, one start this week, right? Um, the thing I had said last week was that he had a couple, he had that anomalous start against the the Braves where he was left in for a lot of runs and it skewed all the stats. But when he's pitched well, the issue has been, well, the thing I'd like to see, I said, was for him to get to six innings. Um, if he could hit that six inning mark, I was going to feel better. What did he do yesterday against the Giants? Six and a third, one hit, eight Ks. Phenomenal. Phenomenal game. Actually got a no decision because it was 0-0 when he came out of the game. And and in that six and a third, give him one hit, he only, what did he throw, 76 pitches or something like that? That's him. That's wild. So, and he's not gonna, he's not a guy that's going to like lose this spot, really. He's a lefty, so he's, I want to say he's the only lefty right now in that rotation. So... Yeah, pretty happy from what I saw. He went up in ownership, of course, um, to 10% rostered. So, if you were wondering, <laughs> you know, if you were wondering, like, <laughs> it's just so wild to me. I'm like, really? 10% owned? The pitchers I see some guys holding on to? My goodness. It's silly. So, yeah, he um, – I'm trying to think. What's his next start? Do they know what his next one will be? Colorado. That's They, they think he'll end up pitching that Colorado series. Then there, the little tidbit is that there he could be in for another anomalous, you know, game with a lot of runs because it's at Coors Field. I'm like, shush. Shush your mouth. I don't – I just don't – I mean, that means that the, that the Rockies have to play well, right? And right now, they are not playing well. The other player we did bring up was Jorge Mateo. 
shortstop for the Baltimore Orioles. I like Jorge. I still like him. Did his week go well? No, it did not. He sat two games. He had two games where he did not start. So he started five of the seven games they played. They played against the Angels at home, and then they played against Toronto in in Toronto. Um, by the way, the Orioles did sweep the Blue Jays this weekend, which is crazy. Um, Mateo did uh, score in two of those games. He scored three runs this week. He had two. He was, what, two for, oh, goodness, two for 18 or something like that. Just terrible. But this is how, this is what I'm talking about now. I just want to make this point. He was two for 18. And even though he was that bad, and uh, even though he was that bad, at the plate, he still scored a total of three runs and drove in two runs and stole two bases. This is the kind of player he is if he can just get going again. There's a reason that that he's still 73% rostered. It's going down quite a bit. Like he was close to, he was like in the 90s. So it's, <laughs> there's, there's, Greener pastures ahead. They're going to Yankee Stadium here next week, so that's going to be a tough series. They want to keep winning. There's a chance that he might not be an everyday player for a while if he can't figure it out at the plate. Once he gets on base, then I don't worry. Like He's just so fast and so so gifted that way. And we were seeing signs that, oh, he's also a gifted hitter. If he can get that back, do not miss an opportunity to snatch this guy up. If you have a spot to stash him, I just think he's a great stash right now. The problem is, is he's a shortstop. And maybe you're wondering why is that a problem, right? Well, early on, early on in the, in the season, before the season started, I, I should say, we did a shortstop preview. We tried to do previews for all the positions. And... One of the things we talked when we went over shortstops is how good the position is, right? How good that that spot is. But this year, a lot of the big shortstops haven't been. Um, how do I put this? They have not been exceptional, right? I like. Like when we talk about shortstops that are in the top 100 for ranked offensive players, and there's a lot of dual position shortstops here. Marcus Semyon, Wander Franco, Bo Bichette, Tyro Estrada, Nico Horner, Jorge Mateo, Mookie Betts, Taylor Walls, Bobby Witt Jr. Three of those guys are standalone shortstops. Okay, one of those three is Jorge Mateo. Francisco Lindor is out of the top 100. Jimmy Peña's not in the top 100. Xander Bogart, Stansby Swanson, Fernando Tatis. Well, he just kind of came back, so we'll cut him a break. And he's been playing well. Um, 
Um, for sure, Carlos Correa is out of there. Trey Turner. You want to talk about one of the busts of the season right now? Trey Trick Turner. But that I I'm gonna I'm giving a little caveat with that. That won't be for long. Like Trey's too good of a player, right? Um you know, Chris Taylor is has had some home runs, but his average is one eighty five. He struggled. You know, there's a lot of guys like Andres Jimenez has had a slow start. Only nine runs batted in. Tells you that the bottom of the lineup's doing poorly. Um, there are guys to keep an eye on that I think are kind of... Of course, Corey Seager. Corey Seager was hurt. He just came back and he had a really nice series against the Rockies. Um, Casey Schmidt's up now. Casey Schmidt's an interesting player. There's a lot of these guys that no one had drafted, right? And so... I hope you've been looking. If you have not been looking in the waiver wire, unless you drafted amazingly, you had to go to the waiver wire this year and try to figure out something in your middle infield more than likely because this has been a very, very strange start for the shortstop position. Typically, you would not be able to stash a shortstop is what I'm trying to say. This year you can probably get away with it because the need, I think, for shortstop, if you have, if you don't have like one of the real rock-solid ones right now, right? I was running Mookie Betts at shortstop. Um, and, and, you know, Mookie's not, you know, he's been good. He's, um, I think his season rank is, is 69th. So he's in the top 100. Um, when we talk about rankings right now, just, whoa. Sorry, I got someone drag racing right outside here. Goodness gracious, I'm sorry. Uh, so we talk about like ranked players, right? Ranked offensive players. The number one ranked player right now is Ronald Acuna. Now, if you can guess the number two player, hats off to you. I was looking through this earlier, and I was really curious because, you know, I, I try to keep an eye on rankings, and and it helps you kind of figure out maybe where, where value is and where you need to maybe build around. Because, like, obviously the number two player is not available. Number one, but you know, these guys aren't available. What you do is if they're really producing, then you build around them. If there's any scraps at the table, you start building around that. Okay. Now, I'm going to talk about a little bit here the top few top, the, the, the hitters that are in the top 10. So they have a weird ranking, but so there's not, there's not a one through 10. Like they, they combine rankings. They have rankings for pitchers and hitters combined. That's all one ranking, one numbered ranking deal, right? Um, number one is Ronald Acuna, like I mentioned. He's having an, an insane year. He's, yeah, there's, you don't really have to say much about that. Number two, Adolis Garcia. He's been um, phenomenal. Nothing short of spectacular. 
they were able to put him around um, these great players, right? You, he, he, they've made that team. They've really just made that team where you, you have to pitch to Adolis and and teams are paying for it because you, you cannot – like the Rangers are really starting to look scary actually, right? Because our number three ranked player – in Yahoo, is Marcus Semyon. Adolis Garcia is leading the league in um, RBIs. Marcus Semyon is leading the American League in runs scored. He would be, he's second in the majors, but there's a guy named Ronald Cunha that's ahead of him. Number four, Freddie Freeman. Then we jump to number six, Randy Rosarena. Number seven, Aaron Judge. <laughs> Number nine, shout out to my boy Ruskin, Yandy Diaz. And number 10, Pete Alonzo. Now I'm going to actually name off two more names here because they're so interesting. Number 11 is Josh Lowe for the Tampa Bay Rays. Josh Lowe. Did you have Josh Lowe on your... On your, you know what I mean? Like, who's drafting him? He's he's not showed that he was going to do this. Part of it is just being on a team that's so good right now that I think it's supporting that. And so it could be an anomaly. I think it could be anomalous. Maybe I don't know enough about, about the young man to, to say too much, but... He's only rostered in 83% of leagues. So, I mean, there's people that just don't have him. Guy that's 12th, that's 84% rostered is Nolan Gorman for the Cardinals. Now, this is one of those guys that I don't think is as big of a surprise. The reason he's, he's a great play is because he's driving in runs on that team that's really starting to get going, the St. Louis Cardinals. Now, one thing you're seeing is that he is getting, uh, he's sitting against like left-handed pitchers sometimes, so that's something to keep an eye on. You know, you're not going to get, you're not going to get some of these nice runs of just every day in the lineup unless he's on fire, but he's been very good, and a lot of it just has to do with production. He's been 302. So he's he actually hasn't scored that many runs. He's only scored 19 runs. And that has to do with how poor the team had been doing. I think it's going to get better. But, um, yeah, he's a very interesting player. Now, if we were to switch here to pitchers and talk about the top 10 pitchers, there's only going to be two, right? The top pitcher right now is Joe Ryan. And the number two pitcher ranking-wise is Mitch Keller for the Pittsburgh Pirates. Is that who you had when you're ranking? Number three is a more obvious one, Shane McClanahan. That's number 14 overall, right? Number 15 is Eduardo Rodriguez for the Detroit Tigers. Three of the top four ranked pitchers in Yahoo leagues, standard leagues, are pitchers that I don't think... Joe Ryan may have snuck in there for some people. 
Joe Ryan may have have really actually crept in there. No, no, no lie. He he had a pretty high preseason ranking. I think I think he was top seventy five or something. Like top top one hundred at least. So it's not like crazy, but Mitch Keller. I think there was people that liked him for sure. But to think that he was going to be pitching the way he's pitched, I, I think he might be the strikeout leader in the league. Let me check. No, that's Spencer Strider. He's tied for second with Kevin Gausman. Okay. So, and then Eduardo Rodriguez, who's having a real Cinderella season, like comeback. Very beautiful to see, honestly. Like it's very nice to see that that's happening for him. Um, I, I think it's fun for everybody to kind of see him pitch well. So um, nice to see him come back and, and be healthy mentally and physically. So really, really nice. Um, so these are the things I kind of look at sometimes. I get really like, wow, I, I got to know why. I got to know who. So l- let's let's start talking a little bit more about that then, right? So we'd looked at the top hitters and we saw that the number two, number three were Adelis Garcia and Marcus Semyon. Now I'm in, I have a pretty competitive league here um, that I'm going to just look at right now that I'm in with my buddy. Uh, we're going to go all available players and we're going to go all batters. Actually, we're not going to go all available players. We're going to go by, you can scroll down and you can, you'll get to rosters, like the people in your league. Then you keep going, and you're going to get to actual teams. So we're going to go to Texas. We're going to filter. And we're going to see who's available for the Texas Rangers, right? So if you can't have the top two guys, maybe you can get the third guy. That's Jonah Heim. Nope. He's a top 100 player. Maybe I can get Nathaniel Lau. Low. No, he's a top 100 ranked player. And I have both Semyon and Low on my team, by the way. Uh, Josh Young, no, he's ranked 101. How about uh, the the sixth best ranked uh, Texas hitter? That's Ezekiel Duran. He's 105. <laughs> and now we finally get to someone, Robbie Grossman. Robbie's a very interesting player. I have always liked Robbie. He used to be on the Twins. And then he was also with the Rangers. So I got to see a lot of him in the Central since being a Twins fan. He's the 45th ranked outfielder, which isn't bad. Um, he's not really rostered in many leagues. He's he's num- he's like 6, 6% rostered. Now, Ezekiel Duran's 67%. Josh Young is 70%. So these guys might be available in your league. There's a chance, right? Or there's at least a chance to trade for them. And a guy, obviously, I didn't mention in this ranking here is Corey Seager. And that's just because he just came back from injury. But, and so he doesn't have the bats and stats to, I'm sorry, excuse me, to have a real normal, um, normal looking stat sheet. So one of the other players right behind Robbie is Leody Tavares. And Leody Tavares is a guy I liked last year. He's, a, I used to watch a lot of Rangers baseball a few, well, for several years, and then I kind of stopped watching when they started buying players, because that's just to me that's not interesting for me to like. I like what they're trying to do. I like that they're trying to win. It just I like to see a lot of guys get opportunities. So I'll I like watching maybe teams that aren't as good, and I just want to see guys play and just start to see what they can do. 
Now, Leody Tavares is one of those guys, so it's kind of fun because he could be something. And I don't – I want to say he didn't start the season with the big club. And he was pretty good last year. The thing he does is he can steal bases too. So he kind of does it all. He's one of those everything guys. This year he's hitting 288, 18 runs, one homer, 14 RBIs. Okay? He's not going to hit a lot of home runs. But he's a great backup guy. He's going to steal bases. And this is in 111 at-bats. So you got guys like Robbie Grossman, Leota Tavares. If you're in a really deep, difficult league, look for players like that that are going to get a good amount of at-bats with a team that is just very good offensively right now and where you can reap the rewards from a guy like Adelis Garcia being on base a bunch or Marcus Semyon or Nathaniel Lowe. There's opportunity there. Now they have Corey Seager back. So this team just got that much better. Um, you know, there's and this is a team that could be making moves come uh, July, right? Um, they'd be buyers, right? They would not be sellers. Right now they are, I think, first in the West. Yeah, two games ahead of Houston. Um, they're 29 and 17. They've been playing very well. Houston's been playing even better. Houston's starting to finally wake up, which is scary for the league. This team was still able to win because they just have such good pitching. Even when their pitching was struggling, they still were like what was bad for them was good enough to win. That makes sense. So we go to Houston, right? We're going to pivot now to Houston. Now this is a team that's heating up. This is a team that's just, always kind of plays well um there are guys available for them now this is a team that i'm not totally sure um by the way alex bregman's been playing better so congratulations if you dropped him um he's gonna play well this guy is a all-star player he's very good why are you dropping him Stop being impatient. You can't win a fantasy league in one month of baseball. It, it keeps going for five more months. Okay? Now, I understand some guys you got to cut bait with. And you're just like, oh, it's just, you know, better opportunity here. If you picked up someone that's better, that's going to be better for the season, Alex Bregman, I apologize. But I have a hard time believing that when you dropped Alex Bregman, you got someone who's going to be better when the season's all said and done. If you did that, for real, congratulations. Like, hats off to you. Now, let's look at this Houston offense. They've been struggling, right? Kind of just to, like, make things work without El Tuve there. I think that's been one of the big... That's been one of the big issues, is when you don't have a star like him... You know, and I think he just came back, right? Yeah, yeah, he just came back uh, yesterday. Yesterday, right? Yeah. So, and guess what? Oh, no, I'm sorry. He came back Friday. He went over four, but last two games, hits in each game. So, one for three and one for two. This is against Oakland. Scored a run, and he drove in a run. This is a big deal. He's 95% rostered. People stuck with him. So it's so funny that people will stick with him that hard, but they abandon Bregman. Does that tell me that? But, I mean, Bregman's 96% rostered again. I don't know. Maybe it was an anomaly that someone dropped him in my league. I still am flabbergasted. 
Jose Abreu has not done well. I didn't think he was going to do well. At the beginning of the season, he was kind of hitting okay, but he was brought there to drive in runs, and he's had 170 at-bats this year. The same amount as Alex Bregman, and little, and that's more at-bats than Alvarez, more than Tucker. Um, Pena has, is the only one with more on that team. Jose Abreu has 12 runs scored, zero home runs, 17 RBIs, 218 average. It is not because Jose Abreu is a poor player. Okay? It is because Jose is, you know, 36 years old. It actually, yeah, 36 years old. And not like that's super old, but, you know, he came up, what was it? He was I'm trying to think. He was, what, 27? He was a 27, 28-year-old rookie or something like that when he came up. And he was really good. Right away when he came up, he was an instant impact guy. Hit a monster year when he came up. I'll never forget it. He went on that run where he had, like, you know, he was hitting 30 home runs, 100 RBIs, batting about 300. He was so good. And that was right away. That was right away. But he was a 27-year-old rookie, I believe. He was undrafted. Kind of just, I mean, just a Cuban guy that they kind of stole, right? And they just kind of found this guy. And then they ended up building around with some other Cuban players on that team. Yon Mancada, Luis Robert. Um, it, it's, it's just interesting to me. So he's been awful. But he's still rostered in 70% of leagues. Why? Just because he plays for the Houston Astros and because of his track record. That's the only reason. So why are other players being dropped and not held like this? We're going to go back to because he's with the Houston Astros. Because when the offense gets going, it's just implied that Jose will also do well. He's almost We're almost two months in, so we're almost one-third of the season done, which is crazy to think about. Let me make sure on that. Uh, standings. Houston is 27 and 19. So they've played 46 games. Yeah. Yeah, we're over a third of the way then, yeah? No. No. No, 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 no. We're not. We're almost a third. Yeah. We're, we're approaching a third. Yeah. Silly me. Sorry. I want to get back to it. Jose is not someone I, I just don't understand sitting on him right now. Because if we were to go to all players and we were to go to first baseman and we have the season total here, right? Where do you think Jose Abreu is ranked for first baseman? Where do you think he ranks? You know, this is this is the question I got to ask myself. If Jose is, if I really believe he's worth it, right? He is the, I don't even know, he's the number 67 first baseman. He's the 67th ranked first baseman. And he went up. That was a position jump. He's 842nd ranked player in Yahoo Fantasy Standard Leagues. And he's 70% rostered. I'm just kind of flabbergasted. 
I'm kind of like sitting here thinking to myself, is there nobody better? Who's the best first baseman that I can get right now in this league? Joey Gallo. Joey Gallo has done something that um, Jose Abreu hasn't done. He's hit a home run. And he's hit 11 more home runs to be to be um, exact. And he did it in 63 less at-bats. Um, who else could I get? Josh Naylor, who's got seven home runs, 31 RBIs. Who else could I get? Lamont Wade Jr. He's better than him, of course. Luke Rayleigh for the best team in baseball. Who else is available? Gio Urshela. Brandon Drury. Spencer Steer. Uh, Carlos Santana. I don't know if I want to go with Carlos, but Carlos is still doing better than Jose Abreu. So this is just the kind of the point I'm trying to make, right? It's just there are better options right now. Now, I'm sure that this person's... Now, my guess is that this person is not starting Abreu. Now, I'm going to go check, and if they're starting Abreu, this this could make me upset. Okay, they are not starting Abreu. They are... Oh, they, they have Christian Walker, so they're fine at first base. Now, let's see if they played Abreu this week. I think I can go to that if I check. Let's go match up totals. And he did play Abreu this week. So there was that. So he's using him, right, as a backup. It's not a bad idea. But I don't know. I just have a hard time believing there aren't better options if you're stashing somebody. But these are the things I'm just looking at, right? You just go through and you waiver wire tells a lot of things. I know what players typically you can you kind of know, right? If you're watching baseball, you know who's playing well. Now, a guy that has not been playing well, I mean, I'm sorry, that has been playing well, that wasn't maybe projected to play well, another one, is, um, you know, Mr., where is he, Johan Oviedo. And, and Oviedo struggled, right, for a while there. He, he started off really well, and then he became like kind of a, kind of like a, a fantasy darling. People are like, whoa, this is awesome, you know. And now he's like kind of really dropped um, but he's still not bad. Last uh, two starts have been very good. A five-inning game and a six-inning game. He won one of those. He struck out a total of 10 batters. His, uh, I think he gave up one run in each start. So, I mean, he's – and th- that was against Baltimore and Arizona. These are two very good young teams. And uh, so there, there is that, right? It's – He's he's doing things. If you were in a quality start league, he's been also able to kind of do some of that. But guys like him are getting dropped again, right? Like people get frustrated. They saw this really awesome rush, and now I think he's like only 13% rostered. I don't even think people are holding on to him. Why? Do you really – are there that many pitchers that are better right now? This is the Chris Bassett question. This is kind of I go in circles, but but that's that's ultimately that's ultimately what this is about. Is is when you're making decisions, when you see other people make decisions, you have to keep 
in my opinion, you have to keep looking at these decisions and wondering why it was a bad one or why it was a good one. Chris Bassett is 88% rostered right now. Okay, he's just a guy I'm going to keep going back to because it blows my mind. He has he's the number 20 starting pitcher pitcher right now. He has a 3.05 ERA, five wins, 1.02 WHIP, 56 innings pitched, 48 Ks. He's not a he's not a nine he's not a K per inning guy. That's okay. Now, if you need that, all right. But guess what he's done the last month? He's won three games. He's pitched 34 and a third. He's had 31 Ks, 1.57 ERA, and 0.82 WHIP. Last two weeks, it gets even better. A 0.5 whip, 15 strikeouts in 16 innings and a win, and no runs allowed. Yeah, his last start was Thursday, so he's going to pitch early this week and possibly could have a two-week start or two-start week, which is awesome, which is what you want, right? I think his scoreless streak right now is 27 innings. I... I and if if you're sitting there, are you surprised? Is there something? I'm curious. I'm not trying to be mean. I'm not trying to be rude about this. Really, I really am not. And maybe it does sound like that. And it's just to me, it's it. It's the thing that doesn't make sense. And and not like I said before, it's not like I haven't dropped good players, because I've dropped good players as well. And there is a plane flying by I think it's a crop duster so sorry it warms up around here and everybody's machinery's out man everybody's out doing wild stuff in this part of the country I get a little stir crazy here so Chris Bassett's been phenomenal and you know what I hate to say I told you so but I told you so couple other players I want you to keep an eye on. 62% rostered right now is Riley Green for the Detroit Tigers. He's an outfielder. He's been 289, 22 runs, four home runs, 16 RBIs, and five stolen bases. He's a very Victor Martinez-type player that's not driving in as many runs because he's hitting at the top of the lineup typically. This Detroit team has been sneaky good lately. They are number two in the Central now. They have been kind of clawing their way back. What is their issue? They can't score runs. What are they good at? They're good at preventing runs right now. They're okay at home. They've been a little worse on the road. They struggle against really good teams, and part of that is because they face really good teams early on this season. Now that they're kind of getting to have a little bit more varied schedule, they're, they're pretty darn good. There's players there. Now, they just got done with the series against the Nationals. Before that, they had a little two-game stint against Pittsburgh. Before that, Seattle. Before that, Cleveland. Now they have a three-game series in Kansas City. Riley Green is a guy worth having because he's not going to steal tons of bases. But, okay, we're looking that we're almost a third of the way. Let's say he steals one more, right, in this first third. Then you extrapolate that, right, over a season. That's 18. It's not out of the question that he steals 20. He has four home runs right now. This guy can hit 20 home runs. This can be a 20-20 player 
that is rostered in only 62% of leagues, and I got a plane flying by again. Maybe you don't hear it. Maybe the mic's not picking it up. I'll chill out. It's driving me nuts, though. So, there are these things that are happening where, and part of it has to do with just him being an outfielder, right? So, if we look, he's the 39th ranked outfielder. That's not like, if you have a 12-team league and you are running three outfielders as everybody does typically in these leagues right a standard league is what we're talking about that means there should be 36 outfielders for sure right and some of those are multiple position people like a Mookie Betts who's not being actually ranked as an outfielder he's being ranked as like a second baseman so Riley Green's ultimately right now he should be a bench player or a utility player at the worst and right now, he doesn't have a home. Part of that is the people that are active in the waiver wire have the outfielders they want by now because they were proactive. And the people that maybe don't pay attention to waiver wire don't know that there's a player that's better there because that's just not how they play. They stick with what they have there, set it and forget it. They maybe will change stuff throughout, but they'll only go to the waiver wire and injuries because they get there is that thing where I know folks that are afraid to make any moves. Well, I drafted because of what I know. So I'm going to make it work unless there's an injury. And then if then and if anything, they will injured list that player, add someone, and then when that person gets healthy, they'll drop the person they picked up because they want to stick with the people that they trust and what they know, right? I don't want to get out of it, – it's a weird thing, but it, it happens. And, and I kind of used to be there in football. That's kind of how I used to be for football. Um, so I'm not going to sit here and say um, that I, uh, you know, I've never done it because that's a lie. Um, I'd mentioned that Leo Di Taveras was the number 70th ranked outfielder. There's a lot of good outfielders right now. I promise you there's good outfielders available in your league that when the season's done, they're going to be on 80% of teams. And right now they're maybe only on 20% of teams. There are guys out there and make sure you have them. Make sure you have them. Guys like, uh, I'll, I'll give you a, a pitcher. How about that? Let's get, give you a pitcher to keep an eye on. I'd like to give you a little homework assignment. Give you guys to, to, to make sure that you're tracking. Now, this guy that I'm going to give you is um, interesting because I think this is a good example in what, um, what you see happen in a lot of leagues. I'm going to explain a little better here in a minute. There, so Julio Urias is hurt for the Dodgers. He just got hurt. He, I think it was a hamstring injury. Hamstring strain, yep. So what happens? He's getting put on the 15-day IL, okay? Uh, Wander Suaro was recalled from AAA, Oklahoma City. But they called up a different guy. Here, I believe. Let's see. Where is he? Where is their start? We need to go starters here. Sorry. Is it Gavin Stone? No, it's not Gavin Stone. We're going to go starters. So sorry. I just seen the, the guy's name. 
Let's go rostered. And oh, there he is, Bobby Miller. This is the guy, Bobby Miller. He's projected to pitch right now. He's probable pit starter for Game Two in that Atlanta series. So he's having his big league debut. He's one of the Dodgers' top prospects. I know that for sure. This is his MLB debut. Now, he hasn't been great in AAA, but he was like hurt. So now they think he's ready to come up. It's weird. Like, I don't know if he's going to do well, but he's like a guy that's getting picked up right now. He's already 12% rostered in Yahoo leagues. Watch his start in Atlanta against the Braves. These starts are important. If you believe he's going to struggle, I think he's going to struggle. I mean, he started off the season hurt, right shoulder soreness. He hasn't pitched well. 12 to 6 strikeout to walk ratio, over 5 ERA. Not to say that he can't do well when he comes up. There's a reason they're calling him up. Yeah, maybe because they're a little thin right now because I think Dustin Mays hurt too, and who else is hurt for them? Um, is Syndergaard hurt? Grove's hurt for sure. Syndergaard's been touch and go. So they're in, they're in kind of a bind a little bit, right? Like Clayton Kershaw's been their best pitcher, I think. Um, Dustin May was right there with him, but Clayton's been very good this year. Like he's having a bit of a renaissance. And Gonson coming back really helped, and he's been good. Um, you know, Walker Bueller, I don't – he might – he th- th- he thinks he's coming back last month of the year. We'll see. So Bobby Miller for the Los Angeles Dodgers. Watch that game Tuesday. Also, it's just a good game. Dodgers at Braves. That's primetime baseball. That's something like, that's the kind of game of the week I don't mind watching. I don't usually like big market games and watching that kind of stuff. But late May, both teams are kind of playing good baseball right now. Dodgers in at Braves. I like that a lot. And I like seeing a guy make his MLB debut against a very good lineup. Very good very good stuff there. So I just want you to keep an eye on this stuff. There's no reason for you not to know what's going on in that game and to miss out on a guy that's potentially good or picking up a guy that could potentially be bad. You know, there's, there's stuff there. So... I just think it's worth checking out. So I think that's all I have for you for homework. Um, Riley Green, Bobby Miller, and then, of course, our two from last week, Braxton Garrett and Jorge Mateo. Be watch. I mean, this is who I'm watching. You don't have to watch them. If you have people for me that you think should be kept an eye on right now, let me know. Obviously, I'm not telling you everybody that I'm looking at. I got people I'm looking at, of course. I can't give away all the secrets. But uh, have a great week. Really, truly stay safe. Have a a wonderful week. And uh, I'll talk to you next Sunday.